This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader. I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast in today. I'm ex- I'm excited. We got Aaron Dew from uh, Birmingham in the UK. Uh, he's a he's a uh, he's a PT. He's a property investment uh, investor, and also he's the podcast host of Finding Your Voice. Uh, and I had the opportunity to uh, to be a part of his show here, probably a, a month or two ago now. It's been a little while, but uh, but appreciate you coming coming back onto my show. Uh, to be here today, man. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we. I think it was about a month ago you were on my show. Uh, yeah. Find your voice. Brilliant interview, by the way. Got a lot of good feedback from that as well. So. Oh, really? That. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that's good. That's always fun to hear that. And um, yeah, so I know we'll. It'll be the same here. So, I I always like asking this question. I know you said you you listened to a few episodes. So, championship leadership. What uh What does that mean to you when you hear that? So. I had, I had to think about this actually and I think it's kind of for myself it's more championship leadership is leading by example and practicing what I preach basically so across the industries that I operate in health and fitness podcasting and uh, property I always try and be that person who shows encouragement or hope and inspiration um, and as you probably recognize it's not always showing the highlight reel of Instagram and the amazing results because in all honesty you know, there's a lot more stumbling blocks along the way. So I always try and be as transparent as I can in my messages, in my posts, in my blogs. So in a nutshell, championship leadership for me has just always been about being 100% transparent in what I do and just making sure I do what I say and I say what I do effectively. Yeah, that's it. I love that, man. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, that's very similar to myself, as, as you know. So, yeah, so important to do that. And I love that you, you know, you're willing to show the, uh, the whole story, right? I think that's so important. It's uh, I mean, because that's what makes 
makes the wins or the highs so great is just knowing that like what you got through or what you went through to get there. So, uh, and I think we can all, people love that too. I think, and they really do. Um, just that they appreciate it when people are willing to show that or willing to let, let you in on that part of the story. So, Absolutely. um, well tell me, man, like what brought you to where you are today? Like personal trainer, property investor, uh, podcast host, got a lot of different hats going and, yeah. Like, yeah, what, what put you on this path? So it's a bit of an unorthodox path, as you, as you probably recognize. Um, initially, it was very conventional. It was kind of went to school, went to grammar school, went and got a degree. And I was kind of doing everything my teachers or my parents told me to do. So just kind of ticking the boxes, you know, get married, get a job, kids, X, Y, and Z. And then uh, along the way, somewhere along the way, I went into corporate world having got a degree. And I recognized very, very quickly that, the thing I was striving for, which was money, because I came from very, very humble beginnings, wasn't the thing that made me happy. So when I had enough money to kind of spend it on a monthly basis, it was, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. So around the same time, we fostered some, uh, my siblings now. So four of my siblings are from the foster care system. And uh, they taught me more about life than I think anyone could ever teach me, like any book or anything. And it massively changed my perception on life. And I recognized that giving and you know service and stuff like being able to help people and just being grateful for what we have even this conversation that we have today that's what life was about for me so I very quickly segued I'm kind of the person if I get an idea I'll just jump so then I jumped in jumped back into university and I did a master's in social work because I was committed to being the greatest damn social worker the world has ever seen and I was going to make sure you know no kids were ever going to suffer in the world because I was I just didn't want to see that very, very quickly after that, I recognized the bureaucracy in the system. I can't change anything. My hands were pretty much tied. Yeah. And that was a very disheartening moment for me in my life. And I, and I kind of sat there and I thought, I know I can do more. I know I can empower more people or help people because that's all I want to do. I don't care about the money. The money is not an issue. I just want to help people. And I didn't know what to do. And at the same time, we had a bit of adversity in our life. And um, within about 18 months, we lost about seven people. And more importantly, out of, the, out of the seven people, it was my uncle. And when, when my uncle died, I was sitting with my cousin at, at that time and he says um, he was able to take six months off work. And he took these six months off work where he just spent time with my uncle in his final month. And he was able to do that because he had a property portfolio that he had built for a long time, which I had no idea about. So that got my brain thinking and I thought, okay, I need time. I need that freedom to be able to do that should one day my parents or my siblings get ill. Or at the same time, I want to empower people as much as I can. So I just jumped into property world. I've never been an entrepreneur. I've never really had that trait initially. And I, <laughs> if I, I can't tell you it was easy because it was far from easy. It was the hardest thing in my life. I had sleepless nights, loneliness. I used to think, should I just go back to work and earn a bit of money? What am I doing? Am I made for this? But cut a long story short, four years into the game, full throttle, I've freed my time or hence why I'm able to do interviews like this with yourself. I've started my own podcast, Find Your Voice, which is kind of finding your way. It's a metaphor for finding your way, irrespective of the adversities that you go through in life. And I've just kind of literally taken control of my life. And it's been hard. <laughs> it's been tough. But that it, when I look back, I can connect the dots and understand why I've done what I've done. And I've always kind of stayed true to my values that when I get my time back, I would give as much as I possibly can. And that's what I try to do now on a daily basis through the podcast. That's awesome, man. I love it. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And that's, uh, that's incredible. So you went 
lost seven people in, in a very short amount of time, man. Like, what was that experience like? Can't even... so, so, so for me, I had never lost anyone in my family. I was very fortunate. I had my grandparents around. Everyone was there. Um, so How old are you? I was 25 at the time. Okay. So quite late in life, if I'm being completely honest. And when it happened, I didn't know how to handle death. And obviously, you're seeing people and you're thinking, do I be strong? I shouldn't cry. Yeah. And all these thoughts are going through your head. And then I think it was probably the first time after about third or fourth one when I seen my dad uh, cry, sorry. And that was the first time I've ever seen my dad cry. And I was like, guys cry? Like, are we allowed to cry, for example? Yeah, right. And I was, I was learning a lot. And it really rocked my world because I, I recognized that we think tomorrow is a given. You know, we think even after this conversation, everything's going to be fine and we've got next week or we can do it next month. And yeah. it massively yeah. just, it, it just made me think, okay, you have one chance now. And obviously I mentioned my siblings earlier who have grown up in an environment I don't wish on anyone. They've struggled their life with adversity. And I just think I'm so blessed that I have the opportunity to create more with my life and do more with my life that I'd never take a day for granted now. So that's kind of what, how it helped me. But in that, in that moment, I, I don't wish it on anyone, but I think if we can look back and take the lessons from it, we yeah. can definitely use that as, as a resilience tool, toolkit, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, uh, I haven't experienced a lot of death myself, but I did, uh, you know, actually when I went through the seal fit Kakoro, I can't remember if we talked about it on your podcast, but you know, I, a guy died right in front of me, which was, um, an insane experience, but I, I really did kind of come away with similar lessons of like, just the realization of there are no guarantees just to live life. Like, I mean, it's, it's cliche, but it's, tr it's so true. Like you gotta live life to the fullest. You gotta take advantage of right now. This really is the only time that you have. And mm -hmm. you know, whether it's with loved ones or, or building a business or whatever you're doing, you know, really um, live it to the fullest as much as possible. Yeah. What's um, wh who are some, champion you know we talk about championship leaders who, who are some people that really stick out in your mind that you've crossed paths with that, that uh have made a, a big impact on you and really kind of like what what is it about them what are some of the characteristics or traits uh that they've had as a coach a mentor or a leader that that impacted you and maybe even that you've taken a part of and, and kind of helped mold who you are today yeah absolutely so i did a bit of project management that was kind of my leadership roles in my corporate world. And I've always had a mentor from that, Adrian, who I always remember and I always thank him till this day. And he taught me a few lessons and um, simple lessons such as when you're in a room, obviously try and get into a room where people are smarter than you, people have more knowledge than you and then be a sponge. And he used to say things like, if you're in that room, speak less, listen more. Very simple, we've heard, we've heard the quote. Yeah. And I've always tried to do that. So. What actually happened from, that, from me doing that almost too much was I was considered too shy or too introverted. But all I was trying to do is just be a sponge all the time. Um, another great lesson he taught me was that you can learn something from every single person that you come in contact with, whether that's good or bad. So what I tend to do is every um, conversation or communication that I have with somebody, I try and think about the good things from that and the bad things. So I look at leaders and some leaders are very autocratic, for example. And I think that's probably not my style. I'm not, I'm not that assertive. So... I won't do that. And then I look at other people and I think, actually, I like that. I'll take that away from them. So I'm always watching people. I'm always trying to obviously stay true to my own values. I recognize my strengths. I recognize my weaknesses. I'm not the person who's going to come in and start yelling and trying to lead like that. I just want to do what's in my heart, 
put that out there. And I really want people to do that as well themselves in terms of whatever they do. And so, you know, I model people like that. In terms of like influencers, I love what Eric Thomas stands for. Now he's only kind of gone into the entrepreneurial space now in terms of like he's gone into real estate as well. But I yeah. just love his values with his wife and, you know, loyalty, integrity. Those are, those are things that are really important to me more so than money. And I believe if you stick with that, you know, the money will follow at some stage in, in, the, in the future. Yeah, that, that, those are probably the main few people. And I've got a very good circle around me who aren't on social media, who aren't famous, who are just really, really nice people, like from the heart. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I love it. And, you know, I've always kind of been similar as well. Like, I don't, I don't say a lot. And I, I am. A lot of times I'm just listening and observing. And I've always, I don't know where it comes from. You know, maybe I learned it from someone. Maybe it's just kind of naturally within me. But like if I don't have anything to say, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. You know, I mean, there are some people that just do, they like to talk, they like to hear themselves Absolutely. and, you know, good or bad, you know, I'm sure it's all well, well meant, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, you know, often I, you know, man, a few words unless, and so that when you do speak, you know, hopefully it, it lands with a little extra uh, impact or power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's a, what's, what's a vision for you? You know, I talk about championship leaders and um, the vision they have. I always think back to like football coaches, the greats that, that, that have this incredible vision and um, not just the vision, but the willingness or the courage to uh, make decisions and execute on it, which I know you, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned that just a little bit where you're like, man, if I get an idea, I, I go with it. And Absolutely. I think that's a great quality of a championship leader is that will that ability to be able to do that to not to not let uh, thoughts kind of overcome them about what might happen or what what might go wrong or what would people think of me and and uh, just the the fact that you're willing to just go go with it because that's what you want. What's what's the vision for you and what you got going on? Let's say just you know next five years. Yeah. So um, it's funny you said that, and I'm glad you said that actually. By by the way, that that point because. My wife thinks I'm crazy because obviously I get an idea and I'm running ahead. And she's nah. like, hold on, hold your horses for a second. <laughs> but yeah. we work really well together because she's very um, pragmatic. She'll kind of think of the risks a little bit more and kind of almost devise like a system and a solution for it. Whereas I'm kind of the ideas and I like to think the creative person. But um, in terms of where I'm going, so obviously find your voice. It's my biggest passion, it's not monetized, nothing like that. It's just, I always promised myself I would try and give as many hours back once I got my freedom from real estate. So in the property system, we're, we're working with a three to seven year plan where we should have enough assets behind us and enough liquid capital where, again, I have my freedom back. But we're starting something in the next three months, which has been in the pipeline for about two or three years. And it's, it's in the health and fitness industry. Again, I've seen far too many people die around me. I've seen too many illnesses. My wife is a pharmacist. She prescribes medicine and doesn't want to. So she's coming away from that because we want to, create something that's natural. We're creating some products now in the health industry and we're taking a bit of a gamble. So this is going to be like my first entrepreneurial stint at really awesome. trying to do it. But we're just thinking if we can give something that is convenient, it's affordable, that people can take on a daily basis to help them with their health markers, that will, that would be our, our kind of bit done for, for, for the world. So I have huge goals for that. And that's going to obviously be coming out in the, in the next few months. So in five years time, hopefully growing that business and just really having that kind of, I want it in every household in the world, you know, I want it in, in America and Canada, oh, everywhere, yeah, all over the great. world. And I just want to know that by somebody consuming that on a daily basis, 
they've shifted the odds in their favor just even by one percent and then i would have done my bit in the world the big goals <laughs> that's huge i love it so obviously you uh you've done a lot of work for this if it's if it's getting ready to be released here and testing it out and and all that stuff so i'm excited to to see that and you'll definitely have to let me know once it's ready to roll um absolutely yeah well i don't know i mean you mentioned a few times your first time into the entrepreneurial uh spirit but like you've been investing in properties for a while now so that's i mean you're definitely an entrepreneur in that in that world but um what are some of the let's say you know with this this new venture that you got coming up um you know there's a lot of obstacles in in everyone's journey like what are what are some of the things that you and your wife have been running into that you've been uh having to handle and and overcome in that process so I'm a scatterbrain. I will want to do one thing here, one thing there, which you probably kind of guess even in, in, in the stuff that I do. So literally this week, so the Monday just gone, my wife gave up her hours. So she used to work five days a week. She now works one day a week. And okay. this was always my plan with real estate to not just free myself, free her up because I need someone to take control of me on the bits yeah. that I'm not good at. So I'm not great at systems, paperwork, and just kind of streamlining stuff. What I can do is think of the picture and I think, okay, we can go this way. We can market it this way. So we're kind of working together on it. So she's going to do the stuff I don't want to do. I'm okay. going to do the more kind of front face in the pitching. Um, obviously I've been in the health and fitness industry for eight, nine years now. Got a bit of a reputation within my area. Yeah. Um, I know some influencers like YouTubers and stuff who I'm going to be obviously reaching out with. I've got meetings planned. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I think we've got a story behind it. We'll obviously sell it a lot more as it comes up. Challenges, suppliers was absolutely a nightmare we literally took us like nine months to try and get the right suppliers because again it has to be ethical and sometimes if you know you get these suppliers from the other side of the world who claim it but there's no certification and i don't want to put my name on something that somewhere down the line somebody can obviously point the finger at me so that's been a process um funds as well finding money anything if anyone's in property things move slowly they don't necessarily move that quick so we've had to kind of make ourselves liquid so we've had we've had a little bit of ups and downs but i'm you know i imagine there's going to be so many more obstacles that i'm going to have along the way um which you know again i will always share always share on my po- uh, posts on my social media these are the problems because one thing i don't want someone to do is go through the same stuff as me i try and time collapse people's journeys as much as i can yeah uh, i love that too yeah that's great that you do that what um you know what's i think uh, critical moments or turning points in our lives that w- had we made a different decision, you'd be in uh, somewhere completely different in your life. Because again, going back to that, like just the willingness or the courage to make that decision when, when it, most everyone else probably wouldn't, is there is a moment that you can look back to or, you know, one that you can talk about. Um, there's probably multiple, right? Like I think we all have multiple moments in our life like that, but, but yeah, is there one that, that you think of that, that comes to mind that you could share with listeners? That really, there is actually. So, you've asked that question. And I was actually going to save this kind of answer for my hundredth episode for Find Your Voice, and it was kind of my story. So I've never shared my story on there, but okay. I feel that now that you've asked the question, I'll briefly delve into it if I may. Yeah. So, one of the biggest pivotal moments in my life, and it might be a random question, uh, random answer. Sorry, it was forgiveness. So I suffered a horrific assault in when I was twenty-five. I was doing a stint in boxing. I really wanted to be a boxer. I was told I could be a good boxer as a young child. My Asian parents are sending me to university. So I had to wait eight years, come out of university. I've tried it again. 
got selected for nationals. I was getting ready. I was fit. I had lost 42 pounds and I was ready to fight. And I was, I was confident of winning the nationals at least at, on a local level. And I went out for a drink. I hadn't drank for two or three years and it was an unprovoked attack. And obviously I was under the influence, hadn't drank for ages. I was at like 5% body fat. Long story short, I was lucky to be alive. Um, oh. it, 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 was a, it was a horrible time. I'm not going to go into it now because I'll get emotional yeah. on your podcast and I don't want to be doing that. But oh, that's all right, um, I went through this. And for three years after that, if I'm being completely honest, I was, I was not a nice person to be around. I was very, um, you know, victim mindset. Why did this happen to me? I've never done anything to nobody else. I've never hurt anyone. And it, it consumed me. And at that point, I knew my wife, but she wasn't my wife then. And even her, like bringing her into my life, it's been the greatest decision of my life. But I was not accepting it then. And I think I listened to a podcast. I think it was Andy Priscilla off the top of my head when he took a scar on his face and he spoke about forgiveness. And the moment he did it, I thought I need to forgive this person. Not, not, not for him, for me. And yeah. I remember finding him on Facebook and I wrote a message saying, I wholeheartedly forgive you. Long story short, forgave him. And I can't explain how much that changed my life. I can't explain it. I just, I got with my wife. We got married. It's been the greatest five years ever. I was happy again. I wasn't, being that person of what if I was a boxer or just sitting in a pub and thinking about, you know, talking about the heyday and the stories. I was like, okay, that opportunity happened. I learned a lot from it. I learned the power of forgiveness. But now what I'm going to do is make sure I control everything. So I took accountability for being drunk that day and I'll make sure I never get in that position again. And it taught me a lot and it literally changed again my perception moving forward. So you've got a bit of my answer there. I'm going to obviously save it for Man, episode hundred. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's, uh, that's powerful. I love yeah, forgiveness. And, uh, mm. so, so did you, did he ever respond to you or? Yeah. So he, he responded. And again, I think it was not a matter of him wanting to admit it, admit it over Facebook. He says, um, thanks for the message. Let's meet up soon. And I just said, no worries. And I just kind of put a thumbs up. Obviously, I have no intention of meeting him because, you know, my heart is, there's no hate or anything there. Yeah. I, I can't explain it. It was like the biggest yeah. weight off my shoulder ever. So if there's anyone even holding any sort of grudges or anything, it's not serving you. And, you know, life is short. We spoke about it. It's a cliche. But if we want to achieve great things, if we want to be great leaders, championship leaders, we need to go out there and take all that burden off us because we're going to be hit with stumble, stumbling blocks anyway. So we might as well get yeah. rid of that as well. Yeah, no, I love what you, yeah, yeah, I love all of that. And then, you know, even the, even the piece you mentioned, you're like, you, you took responsibility for it, right? Like, Hey, I was, I was out drinking and even though it wasn't your fault, right? You know, actually yeah. I was just listening to a book. Uh, it's by uh, Jason Redmond. He's, he was a U.S. Navy SEAL, but in, in his, I believe it's called Overcome. And uh, he's talking about his own experiences. And, and then he's talking about Jocko Willink, uh, you know, cause he was a Navy SEAL in his book, um, extreme ownership talk, taking extreme ownership which is essentially yeah. what you did he had lost they they had fratricide and uh you know he just like he owned all of it he's like no i'm not going to blame the weather not going to blame anyone else like i'm the leader i was in, i was a commander i was in charge and like no matter whether it was truly in his control or not like just taking that responsibility for it um there's there's a ton of power in that as well and it's it's a, that's a hard thing for people to do so i just i definitely keyed into that when you said that um that's that's big so and thank you for sharing even though you're gonna share it on your <laughs> guess most of the people that listen to your podcast probably don't listen to mine so you you'll be safe well hopefully hopefully they will obviously i'll, I'll share this as well because yeah, I, I think absolutely. some of the lessons not just not just that your guests say but also when you respond to an answer as well there's always insights 
And uh, I think you said something to me um, on our interview, and I've always kept it. I've actually got it on a post-it note here. Um, really? And it was about living intentionally as well. But yeah. Sometimes somebody will always say something, and it will just stick, and it'll have such a profound effect on my life. So uh, definitely I'll be sharing it because, um, you know, we can yeah. always learn. Like I said, we can learn things from every single person. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, 100%. That's why it's like, you know, that, that goes to, you know, as a podcast, it, it can be, you know, I, you know, I'd, I don't put anyone above anyone, meaning like we're all people and we're all like mm-hmm. equals. Um, but then you start to get bigger named guests on your, uh, and then there can be the slippery slope of like, well, I don't who is this guy? Like, I don't want to uh, podcast. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, hang on a second. I mean, so I just continually remind myself, yeah, like if someone wants to be in my podcast, I'd love to have them on. And what, no matter how many followers, you know, that's another thing. You, you probably run into this. I'll ask someone to come on. They'll ask me how many listeners I have. I don't even respond to those people anymore. It's like, nah, forget it. I don't want you on my podcast. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. you know, because someday I will have thousands and millions of downloads. And uh, I guess you'll just have missed that boat. But uh, Nate, just on that, just on that very quickly, I reached out to someone when I first started my podcast um, and it wasn't the right fit. So I'm glad it never worked out. And they asked me the same question. And this was like three episodes in. And uh, they were like, no. Well, they actually responded. They said no. Yeah. Um, and I wrote a post about how I had 90,000 listens within 11 months and it grew. The same person messaged me back and I shouldn't have done this and, it, and it's quite stubborn on me, but I said, no, sorry, I don't think you're the right person for my show. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of stubbornness in there, but at the same time, it, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, you can tell when somebody wants to come on and bring value, like you came on my show and there was just, there was just huge amounts of value there that, you know, you, you were giving to the audience. And that's all I want from my, from my show because I need to attach your name to my show. Yeah. For me. So just keep nah. doing what you're doing. And nah, yeah, 100%. And it's like, you never know. I mean, whether it's, whether it's a show that only a few people listen to, it could be that one person that like opens a door for you or maybe that you just impact that needed to hear your message and it was totally worth it. So, um, but it's a good, it, you know, as we continue to grow and, and the podcast can continue to grow and the reach continues to grow and the impact grows, like it's a good, piece to remind yourself of like to stay <laughs> humble and and uh, important to me too so um mm-hmm. well i appreciate you being here man and uh this has Thank been you. fun this has been great i don't want to take up too much of your time so i'd like to just wrap it up and you know what are one or two things that you could share with the audience um maybe the kind of guiding principles that you live by or some some uh pieces of advice that they could take and implement into their life right away to help move them forward yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, it's, it's my podcast. I don't have any sort of sales stuff or anything that I'm marketing at this point in time. It just literally is the message behind my find behind find your voice. Because if anyone is going through something that maybe they don't want an entrepreneurial podcast like yourself and they're going through adversity, just check out some of the episodes and maybe not more so for myself, but just my guests, guests like yourself, because there will be something in that story that you probably going through yourself. And more so than that, I want to give you not just the tool to move through that adversity, but also I want you to have a look at the person you are. We all need to have a sit back and we kind of need to look at the person in the mirror and say, what do you want? Not what does my mom want or my spouse or my teacher want for me? What do you want? And it's only when you can really align yourself with your values and start working towards that. Because it might be that you want loads of money in a corporate job, or it might be that actually I want to be living like the Dalai Lama. I mean, it's, it's entirely up to you. But until you know that answer, you will never really truly, and I'm using a cliche here, find your voice and, you know, find your voice is finding your way in life. So 
my only thing is, you know, I'm, I'm 33 now. I wish I knew this at 21. I'm banging on at my little brother every day. Like, just look, just be happy. Do something that makes you happy. Similar to what you said, mate. Live intentionally. Do the things that you want to do. Don't do the things that you don't want to do. So that's my only advice is, you know, any obstacles, any adversity, we can overcome them. If one other person in the world has overcome it, then obviously you can do it. If you just, if you just have that approach and belief and yeah, just go out there and <laughs> find your voice basically. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. Uh, what, what are some ways that, that we can follow you and, and uh, you know, get more information on you and, and your podcast and everything else that you got going on? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. So yeah, findyourvoicepodcast.com is if you want to subscribe to the podcast. Again, it's slightly different, but if it is your kind of thing, please do check that out. Uh, I have a personal website, but it's not great. <laughs> I need to update it. That's but right. it just show you, obviously, the house stuff that I might be getting into. So that's A-R-E-N-D-E-U. That's com. And again, I'll be updating stuff on there. And I try and offer as much free stuff on there. So there'll be free fitness plans and just health tips. And just, you know, I'm, I'm just fed up of seeing people get ill. And I think I don't want anyone because they haven't got the resources around them to suffer in life because I know what it's like to have nothing. So I'm thinking if I have the ability to give you a free resource, I'll try and do that. So yeah, maybe check those out if you have it. Absolutely. And are you able to release like what the name of your uh, product coming out is? Is, is that public? Yeah. Out? What is that? Absolutely. So it's in its infancy. So just, yeah. just hold fire on it, but it's health Excel. So that's health, the letter X C E L. Okay. And, um, yeah, just stay tuned for it. Obviously, it'll be on my social media and stuff. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have to send you out um, some of the uh, products as well, so you can please try them do, as well. Man. Yeah, please Absolutely. do. I'd love to. Absolutely. And I'll give a little, uh, yeah, I'll give, give you a shout out for that for sure. Thank and you. make sure you check out his number one episode with Nate Bailey, this guy named. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, You're thank welcome. You so much, and uh, we will definitely stay connected. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you taking some time to be here. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's got to be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'm a leader Baby.